And we are live. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Blake Rafino, one of your co-hosts. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, or good morning. Good I'm show. so disoriented like you are, man. This It feels a little weird. I kind of like doing the morning shows because it's a nice way to start the day, yelling at one another, and then you just kind of you know put that behind you. Um, we haven't done a morning show in a while, though. We used to do them every Saturday for a long time. I It's nice to kind of get back to this because we're – we're getting ready for the holiday. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking about doing the show without a hat, and then I saw myself, and <laughs> I was like, I got self conscious, so I put. You, a, wait, wait, you can't before the show have a conversation on on how much you like your hair, and then put the hat on because you're. So well, I'm getting a haircut today, a a beard trim. So if I if I had a nice looking haircut, I think I'd do. It. Okay. All That's right. Fair. Nevertheless, you are right. It is the morning time. We used to do these every Saturday morning. Um, before we launch Rafino and Joe show. <clears throat> so it's good to be back in the morning. Good to talk a little bit of football here. Joe, I, I got to admit, I, I've said this multiple times. This is the my f- most favorite time of the year, without, without question. I love holiday season. I love football during holiday season. I love eating all the food. And then when everybody's done, you want to take a little nap, sit on a little recliner, you got the Egg Bowl that's coming on tomorrow night. You got some NFL action. You got a lot of rivalry games. It is the best time of the freaking year. I completely agree. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that maybe aren't the biggest fans of all these minuscule bowl games and try to clown on them, but I think it's fun when you can flip on a, a Mac versus Conference USA matchup in the early weeks of, of December. It's a little weird, though, you know, that like we go from the championship games, which are going to be played next weekend, and then we're just void of big matchups for two, three weeks. It's it's kind of it's kind of unsettling. It kind of it's kind of hard to get used to, but still, plenty of good football on. Well, we certainly have a um, we certainly have a. I I think it's going to be a massive week because I, I do yeah. think eventually which we have one of these games with Ohio State and Michigan, okay, which we'll talk about in our picks here today. I uh, I finally made my pick, okay? Uh, I know which, a lot of – Wait, wait, by the way, I'm great at predicting who you're going to pick, man. You should just pick pick them when I tell you that you're sitting here leaning a certain way. It's so obvious that you were going with Ohio State the way that we were fighting. I had to tell the people. I was, gonna, I was leaving some suspense. Everyone who watched last – the last show knew knew who you're picking there was no suspense well i will tell you there are two games on the slate of games that we'll pick today i am 50.01 percent confident in the pick that i had i I really don't care like i i really don't um yeah I, i look if either team wins i'm just picking the opposite of what you're picking okay like just to just to spruce it up it doesn't mean that i think these teams are gonna win but i do think Joe, that I can make a case for Ohio State, and I'm going to save the other upset that I'm going to have here. I'm going to say, I'm going to save it. I just don't like it for I this hate game. It. Well, I'm hearing I'm hearing some things. I don't like it. I think one of the top five teams is going down this weekend. So stay with us, and we'll tell you who it is. Here's another one. I think there's a potential for two because we'll talk about some of the other rivalry games, Joe. After we talk about Florida, Florida State, after we talk about Oregon and Oregon State, look, man, I, I so 
I was trying to see a little bit more about this kid from Texas Tech, the Slaw kid, Slaw, how, Tyler Slow, Slaw, Show. whatever. Shock. Slow, whatever, however you say his last name. I wanted to see a little bit more of him, okay? And then I got into a rabbit hole last night and watching Texas. Joe, they are not good in the secondary. Texas is not good in the secondary. Not as good as people think that they are. And I will tell you, if there comes a situation where you have like a Texas versus Washington, I think Texas is going to get beat. So if there's a team out there that Texas does not want to see, it would be Washington. Joe, they're 111th in the country in passing yards allowed. That's a really good point. We ended up getting a bowl matchup between those two teams last year. Right. And it did not go and, well for and Texas. It, and it didn't go well for Texas. Washington won, which, again, put them on that pedestal for this season to where you're seeing where they're at right now. Uh, I would – I don't, I don't think it's very likely that these two teams would face off in the college football playoff, but I think in bowl season there is a potential for these two teams to see each other in one of the uh, other New Year's Six Bowls. And so you don't think Texas could make the playoff? I, I said this the other day. I really think that they are the weakest one-loss team outside of – they're close to Louisville. Have. I don't think they're that far off from Louisville. I think that everybody else above them – has a better resume, has finished the season much stronger, has played better football over the stretch. Texas is fine, man. They've had a good year, but I, I don't have a lot of confidence in the way that they've played over the last couple of weeks. That's the key difference between all these other teams ahead of them, the six or seven teams that are ahead of them. They're all hot right now. Oregon's hot. Alabama's hot. Washington's hot. I, I can't say the same thing for Texas. It feels like over the past couple of weeks, they've been scraping by and I understand that they dealt with a pretty significant injury, losing Jonathan Brooks. But why am I going to invest in them? And if they sneak their way in, they're probably the biggest to be on on blowout watch if, if they end up sneaking in. Can I teach you something from the South? Go ahead. People in Kentucky will get mad if you say Louisville. You got to say – you got to try to say Louisville. Louisville. Someone commented that. I saw that. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. Uh, it makes Louisville makes Louisville. no sense. Yeah, Louisville. I'm going to say Louisville from from now on. If okay, well, if you, <laughs> look, listen. If there's one thing that I know, okay, you don't mess with people from Kentucky. I, I got to be real that. with you. Both. I've been to Kentucky twice in my life. All right, once in Louisville, went to Churchill Downs, fantastic, and I went to Lexington. Okay, went to a bar in Lexington, and I am a dark skin, olive, Italian skin, dark hair, beard, whatever. I had people staring at me. I'm like, have y'all not never seen an Italian before? I, I felt uncomfortable. I'm just going to be honest with you. You better be careful out there in Kentucky, man. They don't play. I have no aspirations to go to Kentucky, but that's that's good to know. All right, we got a lot to discuss here. We'll talk Oregon versus Oregon State. I think this is a horrible matchup for one of these teams. We'll mm -hmm. talk about that. Florida State and Florida right out of the gate. We'll give you some more of our games that we're watching through um, rivalry week. We'll give you our picks, so we got a lot to discuss. Joe, let's waste no time here. Let's get it rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages if you're on the book. If you're watching us on YouTube, I don't know, Joe, where are we at? Are we closing in on 3,100 subscribers here, or is that are we have, have we surpassed that? Where are we? We're less than 30 away from 3,100. 
Okay. So usually our, our typical Sunday surge will probably get over that. All right. Well, listen, uh, averaging about 750, you know, subscribers a month. Y'all continue to subscribe, hit that notification bell. And you also need to do it on the audio podcast. Rate, review, and yep. subscribe there. We greatly appreciate you doing that. So let's do this. Um, Joe, before we get uh, – or no, I, I'll ask you out of the break. Because okay. one segment I did not prepare you for because I wanted oh, it off no. the cuff. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. Joe, I'll give you a little hint. What is your favorite Thanksgiving meal? We talk about that. I knew that's what you were going to ask. Next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! So... I got to admit something here. Okay. I am. Look, people don't like Thanksgiving for whatever reason. They think it's like an overrated holiday. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell are you talking about, Joe? Right. I I love Thanksgiving. I don't get all these hot takers coming out here this week saying that shit. Because if you like the fall, you like sitting down early in the morning, watching football the whole day, eating food. Being around your family. I don't know why people don't like it. I think it's better than Christmas. You don't have to spend any goddamn money buying people gifts. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't understand it. Okay. Here's another thing that I don't understand either. Okay. Is dude, if you're gonna line up a whole bunch of food for me, yes, I'm gonna be that I don't typically eat throughout the entire year. I'm gonna be excited. Now, yeah, my favorite. Food is. I love me some cornbread dressing with some gravy. I also, you know, I'm in deep South Louisiana. I love me some gumbo. I love me some potato salad in the gumbo. I didn't know know about that until my wife's family. But that is my favorite. But I will admit, we used to do with my dad this deer sausage, the turkey. Mm, I love it all. What is your What is your favorite Thanksgiving meal? I mean, perfect timing with our friend Ty Richardson having the worst take of all time and then causing a commotion. Jesus Mac Christ. and cheese is without a doubt the best thing that you can have for any holiday. I mean, the th- I've had a number, not a ton, but like there's the occasional instance where on Thanksgiving you go to somebody else's house and the food's not very good. The, the turkey's not very good and the, there's a risk there. But the one thing that is hard to F up is mac and cheese. Now, the best mac and cheese is very good and it's it's way better than the worst mac and cheese. But the worst mac and cheese is still the first thing that I'm going to go reach over to and I'm going to get. I don't know how anyone can't like it. You got people saying like, oh, it's for children. Grow the hell up. Stop being such a a, um, a curmudgeon and, and being so goddamn grumpy and miserable. God, people who do say shit like that piss me off, man. Like, stop being so mad at the world. Just eat the goddamn mac and cheese and shut up. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Like, mac and cheese, I mean, mwah. What are we doing here? My you wife high and mighty man crumbles. She gets some crumbles she puts on top. Come on, dude. 
They've never had an Italian make mac and cheese. That's what no. He. That's what I was about to say. He's never had an Italian make mac and cheese. And and listen, if you want to hear the good sounds of Thanksgiving, just go over to the bowl of mac and cheese and just start stirring it around. Some of you older people will know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Florida and Florida State kick it off this weekend in the swamp. Joe, I got to admit here. Okay, you have two backup quarterbacks that'll be starting this game. Quite honestly. Not really what anybody wanted to see. I think everybody wanted to see Jordan Travis continue in this game. We've talked about this a lot with Florida State. We've talked more about Florida State, Joe, over the last four days than I feel like that we've talked about them the entire year. Florida also has a backup quarterback situation. Yes, or with last week, Graham Mertz breaking his collarbone. The Brown kid comes in, who, by the way, I don't think looked bad at all. I do think kind of opened up the offense a little bit when it came to the running game. Here's the problem that I have with both of these teams. I think it's a coin flip game. I I have no confidence whatsoever for either team. Let me tell you why. Because I do think that Florida State, the heartbeat of that team, the the engine that made that team go was Jordan Travis. Now, everybody's going to come that are Florida State fans and say, Tate Rotomaker's not as bad as you think. That's fine. And I don't think he's as bad as you believe that I'm saying that he is. I don't believe that. But, Joe, everybody around Tate Rotomaker is going to have to get good. And Florida State has not been really good in the running game. And quite honestly, too, Joe, they have not been good at stopping the run. The last two weeks, Florida, even though that they got – absolutely obliterated by LSU off or defensively, even though they could not close out the game against Missouri. Joe, they're averaging over 260 yards per game on the ground. They have found something with ATN Johnson and with a little bit in the second half with that Brown kid in the running game. That has been the biggest weakness for Florida state. But here's the thing for me. I don't like, and you know this, I do not like talking about games from last year. So many things have changed from last year. And historically, I don't like looking at what happened a year ago. That game was close. And I think all things being said in this rivalry game, which can get extremely chippy, this game being in the swamp, Tate Rotomaker making a start in the swamp for the first time, I don't like it for Florida State. Now, would I be surprised if Florida State won? No. But I got to be real with you, too. I'm taking the upset. I am taking Florida in the swamp. Billy needs this game to be bowl eligible. And I, I think the biggest strength from Florida the last couple of weeks, actually, quite honestly, Joe, the last month, is Florida State's biggest weakness, and that is stopping the run. I think I think they're going to get it done here, mainly due to the fact that I I just don't trust a backup quarterback going on the road in the swamp. I've seen thousands of quarterbacks, maybe not thousands. I've seen hundreds of quarterbacks try to go into the swamp in a hostile environment, Joe Milton, and not being able to prevail. I'm going to take the Gators in this one. Well, like you say, a lot of things on this show and we have a lot of productive conversations that i i completely agree with this people is not one we, of them i people, would assume p, p, yes people think that we disagree a lot and i actually for the most part tend to agree with a lot of things that you say and you're typically very reasonable 
But Blake, you're out of your mind, man. You're out of your mind that you think that there's going to be an upset here. There is absolutely no way. Now, look, if, if Graham Mertz was playing, you and I would be having a different conversation here. Because as I've come around on Graham Mertz and his impact on this game and, and, and the way that he has boosted Florida, a team that has not been steady at all this year, he has been a steady piece for that offense. The Max Brown kid's thrown 12 passes in his career. 12 passes. Tate Rotomaker has actually stepped in and played games. I understand that this game is in the swamp, and I understand that that is such a difficult place to play. But the fact that Florida is in the same circumstance with a less experienced kid, I have to go with Florida State. Tate Rotomaker is going to step up to the plate here. I think that he's going to have a great game. I saw some of the things you were talking to me about on, on film, but I feel that he has the talent to prevail and step up, have a very, very big football game. Joe, I don't hate that. Like, let me make this very well understood. I, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. Okay. None. Okay. Now, let me make a correction. Florida State's actually 44th in the country in, in rush defense. Okay. What I've just seen from Florida in the last two weeks, they have played two top 15 teams. Okay. Now, I understand that. And, and I'm going to say that, Joe, both of those games were on the road. Right. And they and and one thing that I noticed from Florida on film, they are not giving up. They might be a five and six football team. You would not know that. If you did not know their record, and you would have just seen Florida the last two weeks against arguably the best offense in the country in LSU, and then a really damn good offense in Missouri, you would say, you know what, man? I know that Florida just lost back to back games on the road, but my goodness, man, they are playing tough. And I will admit. I don't like it for either one of them. If if Florida State blows them out, would not surprise me whatsoever. Okay, like I want to make that well known. I think there's something to be said, Joe, in reference to holding Missouri to 33 points and being able to run the football that they've been able to do now. Okay. Now, <laughs> let's talk about that Gator defense. I agree with you with Rotomaker because of this. Joe, they're giving up 253 yards on the ground. Now, a lot of that in the last two games, that has a lot to do with Jaden Daniels. All right? Like, a lot of that had to do with Jaden Daniels yes. two weeks ago. Yes. The problem I have is not what Florida's been able to do in their front seven on the ground because I think relatively they've been okay there. They've faced Jaden Daniels and Cody Schrader, who, by the way, Schrader leads the SEC in rushing. Joe, they're giving up 350 passing yards the last two weeks on average. And I, I'm rounding down, okay? Mm -hmm. The question ultimately becomes with me is exactly what you said. Can Rotomaker make plays in the air? Because if he can, this game can separate. But if he can't and you allow Florida to stay in this game, they're going to wind up – you're going to wind up slipping up here. I'm telling you. I And, again, I think this is part of where this – this disconnect is here. I understand what you're saying, and I get that this is a rivalry game. It's one of those instances, kind of like we said with, with, with Alabama and Auburn, where anything can happen when this game is played. I just know that one team has found ways to win, and I know that one team has been extremely consistent and has been offensively potent when they need to be. I know that there is a challenge. There is a massive challenge of having to throw Tate Rotomaker into the mix. But my biggest focus here 
is the fact that Max Brown is being thrown in here. 12 passing attempts under his belt. Goes four for five against Missouri. One might even argue that the end of that football game against Missouri could have closed it out, but they couldn't move the ball in, in those final drives to really close that game out. Not totally his fault, but still, not the same offense when Graham Mertz wasn't on the field. We know for a fact, though, that Florida State's secondary is one of the best in the country. Central Cypress, Bernardo Green, Jerry and Jones, those corners have been locked down. They have not locked down, but they've been very good against oh, weaker receivers. Pa pass yeah. defense. They've been really good, yeah. I don't have enough evidence to even know what Max Brown's going to do when he's asked to make plays. He's a great athlete. I agree with you. He, he had a nice run in the game, and I think that for him as an athlete running the football, but, man, if they got to throw the ball on, on third and medium, third and long, they're cooked. I think that this thing could be close for the first half, and then Florida State starts to pull away because Rodemaker gets confident, they get into a rhythm, and they start cooking. One thing that you just mentioned was is massive for me in this one, too, that would worry me, okay? Brown was – well, actually, Mertz was the one that was highly ineffective on third down, okay? They went – the Gators would go 5-11 and 11 against Missouri last week. Brown can really run, okay? Now – Chris H said calling the Florida running back that you know that brown kid he's a quarterback yes. he's a white yes. quarterback okay I get what you're saying ha 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 I think that not having film on him can help Florida as crazy as that sounds right like I, I think it could help them a little bit more not knowing what they want to do I think he's going to run the ball a little bit man I, I'm telling you they are running the football at a high rate and I do think that they're going to try to play keep away. That's Billy's game. And I think that they can play a little keep away. I think they can run on Florida State. Look, one thing I, I, I people are not giving Billy Napier a lot of credit for. Joe, the, again, the last two weeks, and you can say, look, Missouri, think about Missouri. Now, you can say, all right, LSU defensively in the front seven is not good. Fine. I, I'm with you there. I agree. They're not. Missouri has actually shown that they can be pretty competent. Playing Georgia, playing Tennessee, that front seven's been pretty freaking good, and they ran all over them. They were pushing them around, and I think Billy has found something there. Now, Cody McGee inside the chat uh, sends us a super chat, I should say. Thank you, Cody. Sends a $4.99 super chat. He says, I think Billy is coaching for his job. If he doesn't beat Florida State and doesn't get to a bowl game, I think Florida would fire Billy. Thank you, Cody, for the super chat. Joe, do you think that Billy needs this game, needs to win this game to to keep its job? Because I do not. Uh, I don't think so either. Because we also have to look at the circumstance. You know, they're they're throwing a kid that's never really played in. I, I would think that the administration would be a little bit forgiving of that. But the biggest reason why, typically, when coaches get fired at the end of their second year, it's because there has not been any results in recruiting. They have over the last cycle and this upcoming cycle and the cycle after that, they have that's three straight years of really good recruiting. It would be silly. They've pulled the plug on a couple of guys early. It would recently. look like Brian Harson to some extent at all, but that, that's the that's the example that comes to mind. He got canned, mm -hmm. and even Dan Mullen gets canned. Both of those guys are really good examples because they weren't pulling in the recruits. He's probably going to have a really serious conversation with the administration, but his conversation is going to be like, look, I know I haven't been up to standard what you guys are looking for, but once these kids get in here next year in the next two years, 
we're going to start to turn that corner. I will admit his um his seat's getting really hot. Yeah, I'm like I'm not saying it's scorching, but man, yeah. here's here's the problem I have with Florida and, or with Billy. Okay, I know that there's a lot of jokes from Louisiana people because he was at ULL. People call him G5 Billy. They're making a lot of mental mistakes. Like that you can just not make not only joking you not making the power five that you just can't make in the SEC. Like you you can't have some of these special teams blunders. Right. You can't, you know, and I don't you've recruited a couple five stars in the defensive backfield, okay? But there's not really development from the guys that were already there. Like Corey has not developed those guys. And for that reason alone, Joe, they're, if they don't win this game, he's going to have back-to-back losing seasons. I don't know what Florida will do. Now, I don't think he's getting fired. It also was not would not surprise me if he did. Because Florida is a place, Joe, that is yearning for good football. And you know what? I don't even think, Joe, that they're asking for you to make the playoff. What, I'm at, what I think that they're just asking is, can, can we have a winning season? Because when you have three seasons that have underperformed, it makes boosters go crazy. Yeah. And your job goes gets up in the air. I do think they give Billy another year. But what is funny, and I don't agree with this take, by the way. Everybody's like, well, look at what Mike Norville did at Florida State. you got to give him time. Those are two completely different things. Yes. Completely different. I hate that take. They would have fired Mike Norvell, okay, if they wouldn't were not still paying Willie Taggart. Let's call it what it is. Florida State fans hate when I say that. You do not have the capital nor the budget to pay two head coaches a buyout. You just don't. All right. And then going and getting a third. Bottom line for me is I think Billy is so desperate. I think the swamp is going to be packed. I think that this is a heated rivalry game. I am just going to take the Gators. And listen, I could be so deadly wrong here. But you know what else? You know what else is true, too, mm. before we go to Oregon, Oregon State? Dude, when are we going to have chaos? What do you like, mean? Like, when are we going to have a game that really disrupts? Yeah, like, really disrupts the flow of things. Because we have not had that this year. And is this the week? Is Florida the team that out of nowhere disrupts things? I think that they could. I don't think people give the. It's Joe. It's like um. You remember? You know how even under Scott Frost, let me let me throw this example out there. Mm-hmm. You you remember how even under Scott Frost, teams would play Nebraska and, and Scott would lose all those one possession games. Yes. It's because that stadium was packed and loud and rowdy. All right. That I don't I don't think people realize what it's like going into the swamp and playing. I've been there, I think, twice. It's a fair point. Joe, it is it is as nuts. Okay. People talk about Death Valley, meaning LSU at night. No question. <laughs> Brother, go into the swamp at night and see what happens. Uh look. That's the only real redeeming thing for me in this circumstance is that right. it is being played at Florida. That is a, a massive boost for them. But I still just don't – I don't see it, man. I see a team that even without their starting quarterback, they are one of the few rosters that has two top 
100 wide receivers. One of them is going to be a top 15 pick. A running back who is going to be a top and 100 Keon pick. And, it, yeah, and Keon Coleman. Mm -hmm. Trey Benson is going to be a top 100 pick, maybe even higher than that. Jaheim Bell is going to be a top 150 pick. If this was a circumstance, I'm trying to think of, of a correlative example. If this was Alabama's offense where Jermaine Burton's great, but the receiver talent there, it's, you know, it's nothing crazy. One might argue that if Jalen Milrow went down and Ty Simpson went in, we've seen some murky stuff from Ty Simpson. That doesn't work. That also doesn't work stylistically. Well, we've also seen it. We've also seen it. But what I'm getting at is the transition for a backup, this is one of the best situations in the country to step into. Like he is being thrown into a spot where he's got everything going for him. He, I think you play ba a bad football game and you can still win if you're Tate Roadmaker because he's he's got guys who are going to bail him out on some plays that are going to pick up huge games. I can gains. agree with that. I can agree with that. And and again, it's why I, I say to myself, okay, Again, you're. You, I, I thought we were going to be more heated, man. I thought we were going to be more heated. Oh, over this. you well, texted me last night. I was like, oh, I'm going at him. Didn't well, I, I. But Joe, here's the problem with this. Okay, yeah. for me, yeah. I, it doesn't like uh, flip a coin. I don't I, like reason. I'm Blake. not. I'm what not it, what it, this morning, Blake. I don't like this version of Blake. <laughs> oh, we're going to get heated in just a minute. I promise you. Oh, I God. absolutely promise you. Just, I. I again, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to ba bang on the table for Florida. I'm just not going to do it. All, All right. right. Good point. Oregon, Oregon State. The And you know what, Joe? You know what pisses me off? Speaking of me not being right, you know what pisses me off? What? You know what this game used to be called? What? The Civil War. But they got had to get changed. The Civil War is being played this weekend. Oregon and Oregon State. Joe, I picked Oregon in preseason to win the Pac-12. Obviously, I'm going to pick them here because I'm going to stay with my pick in the preseason. I think that this is the worst stylistic matchup that Oregon State can have. Mm. I've also seen it. I've also seen Oregon play a game like this. It's called Utah. Now, I will admit, Oregon State is better offensively than... Yes. Utah is. So I do think that that game is going to be a little bit closer. I also saw Oregon State in the rain come off and play a very tough game against Washington. I just don't think that Oregon State has the green grass athletes on either side of the football to stay up with Oregon. If there is going to be a blowout game this week to me, I think that this one has the potential. Mm. And it might not be from the score, right? Like It might be 34-17, and you're like, oh, okay, it's a respectable game. But you and I know when you actually watch the game, you're like, damn, they're whipping that ass. Oregon's the second-best offense in the country. I think Troy Franklin and the boys are going to be able to do some really good things. I saw some things last week against or when they played Washington. Roma Dunze having the catches and the production that he has. Troy Franklin is probably, Joe, the, the wide receiver in the country that nobody's talking about. But no. has 13, he's got more yards than Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm pretty sure. Well, he's right there with Malik Neighbors. I think it's Malik Neighbors, Troy Franklin. And I'm trying to remember the other one. Just It's, it's slipping my mind. But regardless, Troy Franklin is there. Nobody is talking about Troy Franklin, Bucky Irvin, and the boys. It's been a lot of talk about Bo Nix, which, by the way, let me just pause for a minute. Oh, no. 
Bo Nix would have to have a thousand yards rushing in the next two weeks to eclipse Jaden Daniels. All I'm saying is it's doable. Stop. By the way, the, the the names of the guy. Do you want to go to federal prison? <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you did that to me over that <laughs> over that take. By the way, two guys that you're looking for that are ahead of Franklin: Malik Washington from Virginia, and then uh, Colin oh, yeah. Lacey from South Alabama. Well, you know what's interesting about um, the kid from Virginia? Who, who would have thought in the beginning of the season that that would happen? Well, we talked about this on the first team. The other, the draft show that I do completely yeah. exploded onto the scene the, the way that he's played. He actually he might get drafted. He was not even on anybody's radar uh, coming into the year. So that's that's pretty cool. But you and I are actually very aligned on this game. Blake, I think that if there is a game that's a big ranked-on-ranked matchup that turns into a bloodbath, it's this football game. There's two main reasons that I focus on. One, it's the way that they played against Washington and the plays that they gave up in the passing game to Washington. I do not feel very good about that. Secondly, last year we remember what happened. We remember that Oregon State played spoiler to Oregon and completely that's ruined right. their chances of playing in the Pac-12 championship game. That's right. Last year was Oregon's year. You think that in a rivalry like game like this with the college football playoff on the line, that they're not going to show up pissed off trying to completely splatter their opponent? This is going to get bloody. I really think that the, the, this will. And I, I know that Oregon State has been competitive and they fought hard on a week-to-week -week basis. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they do not match up well with this Oregon team, who is the most one of the most well-rounded teams in the country. I don't see very many other teams in, in college football right now outside of maybe Georgia that can run the ball, throw the ball, and then stop you on the other end as effectively as they can. They are extremely balanced. And Oregon State just does not have the dudes, like you just said, to keep up with them. I will admit this. All right, last year we talked about that game. Oregon State ran it right down Oregon's throat. I don't think that they can do that this year. No. But I got to say this, even though I don't think it's going to happen, I still do believe that there is one area that is a chink in the armor for Oregon that I do not believe outside of one game that they've been tested in. I still believe that that secondary is very flimsy. All right? Oregon has get is 46 in the country in passing yards allowed. Joe, who have they remotely played outside of Washington that can throw the football around? That's a very good point. Okay. And so, but <laughs> it's DJU. And I put a little faith into DJU last week. If DJU can remotely, and I'm talking about even be just who he has been. Okay. Like even if you're, the same guy that you've been not against Washington, mm. you have a chance to win this football game because they are going to give up some yards in the air. That secondary has been uh, – Joe, it's not talent. I, I don't know how to put my thumb on it. I'm going to say something, and I don't even fully agree with myself. Maybe it's a lack of understanding in what Dan Lanning wants to do in the secondary. They seem lost sometimes. Okay, like – they just seem like, yeah, okay. They kind of just feel like, you know, they're, they, they're I, not I, consistent. They're just not consistent. Okay. That's a good way of putting it. 
But there's no way in hell I'm putting faith in DJU in back-to-back weeks. None. So there's there's one thing, though, that I am rooting for in this game, just kind of like a fun side tangent. DJ Uli, I'm going to lay the starting quarterback for Oregon State. His younger brother, who is a highly sought-after freshman, That's has right. been getting a little bit more run. He got a sack last game against Washington State. I know that that was, um, you know, that game was a blowout, so we got some playing time. I don't know if Mateo gets into this football game, but I'm kind of rooting to see Mateo sack DJ. I, I, I think that that <laughs> – because how often do we see this happen? Typically when you have brothers that play, they're both offensive linemen. One of them's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman. One of them's a tight end. One of them's an offensive right. lineman. Uh, or they're like both defensive line. There's a, They're usually typically cut from the, you know, the same vine physically. But we've got a really unique circumstance here where a defensive end is going up against his brother who's a quarterback. I just think that'd be really fun, you know, to be able to talk shit to your brother and, and uh, you know, drop his ass. The, this is something that I don't think anyone even expected would happen because at one point everyone thought that DJU would have declared. Even last year, I think some people thought that DJU was going to declare even if he had a mediocre season and go on to the Senior Bowl and maybe try a shot at the NFL. Mm-hmm. They get the chance to play one another. I, th- I think it's fun. I think it's a, it's, it's a fun thing to, to monitor. I do love watching brothers play. You know, and and like you mentioned, it's, you know, we just had one on Thursday night, the Kelsey Bowl, you know, right. and we saw, you know, by the way, did you, our buddy Blaine Crane, did you see the video that Blaine Crane posted no. on Twitter? It was a dodgeball and it was Taylor Swift. You remember the movie Dodgeball when it was like, uh, yes. it was like, and it was a face of, you know, Taylor uh, Swift's face. It was like, Jason, I love you. And then it's a face of Travis Kelsey on the other dude. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, dude, that is so funny. I just had to throw <laughs> that out there. Uh, one other thing for me in this game, Joe, that I'm I'm looking in is look. There's been a lot of run for Bo Nix the last couple of weeks, especially when it comes to Heisman contention. Now I went pretty stupid last night because Ryan Leaf, who I've had on my shows before, okay talked about Jane Daniels would hold a clipboard at at Oregon. Okay. Wait, Ryan Leaf also said that? Ryan Leaf also said that last night. Oh, my God. I'm just going to throw this out here. All right. Air yardage. All right. Meaning the yards that Bo Nix throws in the air to the completion is 70th in the country. There's a lot of screens. A lot, a lot of screens. Of a lot of yak yardage for Oregon. Okay, I do think that Oregon State is is well-coached enough to be able to stop some of those things. You're going to need Bo Nix to hit some plays vertically. Now, if he doesn't and he struggles in this game, I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, he'd hold a clipboard. I've seen Bo Nix in the the SEC. I've seen it. That's the insane part. That let me tell you the more unreal. We talked about the SEC for a lot, like a lot this year about them being quote unquote down. And there were parts of the season that a lot of us thought that the Pac 12 might be the best conference. Joe, there's no goddamn way you're going to tell me that right now because the Pac 12 is down. Now they have, I mean, USC's down, Washington State's down. It they haven't looked good. I do think that they need to be careful against Oregon State and some of the screen stuff because I do think they're well coached. Look, we saw Washington try to do it last week and it and it blew up yeah. in their face. I get yeah. it's a raining game. I, I get all that. 
something to watch out for. Your final thoughts on this game? Uh, no, just rounding out what you're saying here. I think that Oregon is is such a massive edge over this team. This could be really, really bloody in a revenge situation. And look, Bo Nix got has to play the the game of his life. I, I think that everyone keeps assuming that he's going to win the award, but if the guy wants to remain in the conversation, he needs to play a great football game. If he falters any one bit, the foundation of that starts to crumble. And you know what? As I've said before, Heisman voters start paying attention now. They start paying attention over the final couple of weeks in these mm-hmm. in these big, big games. All eyes are going to be on this one by the Heisman voters. You got to play mm-hmm. a good game if you want to win the award. Plain Very and true. All right. You want to get – let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Home Field Apparel. Yep. And then, Joe, we got a couple of games that we're not going to do really big deep dives into, but just some rivalry games that we want to touch on. Uh, We'll do that next. Let's talk about good friends over at Home Field. Joe, I'll be wearing my home – so my brother and sisters are coming over tonight. And I'll be wearing my long-sleeve purple Home Field apparel shirt uh, and making them go and buy – a home field apparel shirt using the promo code Rafino Joe. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Rafino and Joe Show is brought to you by Home Field Apparel, which is the best, without a doubt, premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over a hundred and fifty different colleges that you can choose from. Whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan, maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan. Whatever it is, even Idaho, they have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R U F F I N O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. All right. Joe, I'm going to let you kick it off here. There are a couple other um, rivalry games that we're watching. What's the first one that stands out to you? Biggest one. And look, I look, we we glaze Georgia a ton. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. But I like watching them play and I like watching them kick the shit out of people. And I also don't like Georgia Tech. Their their fans are really, really upset with me with with criticizing the hiring of Brent Key. I even had some more on. Who took him all the way until now to find my my our, my our takes on Brent Key and send me a DM on Instagram? It was hilarious. Having me yesterday, I deleted it because I was like, I don't feel like looking at this. I can't wait to see Georgia hang sixty points on them. I I can't wait to see it. There is not a a larger talent gap in a in a big rivalry game this weekend than that game. I think the Georgia is going to smother them. They're going to put the backups in and they're going to smother them even further. They won't even be close. When was the last time this game was even close? Was close in the first quarter last year. Uh, yeah, that's that's the most that they're going to get. I do think Georgia Tech is better than a year ago. I don't think that this game is going to um, be close. I think Georgia is going to really take care of business here. But I got to admit this. 
I was wrong on Brent Key, and I know that you got the D, the DM. And I, I, I still don't think that the, the jury's out on him. Well, Joe, they're playing a lot more inspired. They're playing tough. They're not an easy team that you can just lay down and whip their ass anymore. They're Fair. not. Okay? But is if, the goal to go 6-6 six and six every single year? Because then – Well, Joe – Yeah, I, he's a great coach. I, I do think that they're – but not all things are created equally. Them going 6-6 six and six at Georgia Tech or him going 6-6 six and six at Georgia Tech after how bad they have been the last three years – I do feel like, okay, is a little bit of an accomplishment. I, I, I but I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's kind of lame as a fan base to feel success in that because you're I'm playing not in the you you, feel I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm more so disagreeing with these people that that think that you know these Georgia Tech fans that that are upset with my my thoughts on him. Six and six in the ACC is not that hard to accomplish. I, like we we've seen teams like Wake Forest and Syracuse and NC State who have no business having eight win seasons the, they many would argue that they don't have business dino babers did it multiple times it's syracuse have you ever been to syracuse new york you know i've never to, been to syracuse new york no. you know what it takes to course a kid to go to freaking syracuse new york <laughs> you have an academic institution that's one of the best in the south and you can't get freaking kids to come play there six and six to me i think is is it's an accomplishment for them but it's pretty pathetic now listen all right i know that they're in the acc but they played Louisville week one, okay, lost 39-34. That was actually a really good game. That game was yeah. on Friday, if I remember correctly. Yeah. They played Ole Miss on the road, okay? They lost big there. They also played Miami on the road. They lost, They won by three, okay? Yeah, we remember lucky. that game, obviously, because of the, you know, Miami not taking the knee, the knee down. They also beat North Carolina, Joe, 46-42. And North Carolina's an 8-3 and three team. They have had some bad losses, okay? I will admit. Really, the bad loss was to Bowling Green, right? Like, they lost 38-27. It's a really bad loss. They lost to Clemson, 42-21. They're outside of the Bowling Green loss. They're losing the games that they're supposed to. And they've been competitive in every one. I don't mind. I'm okay looking at them and saying, all right, you deserve to give me another year. Because, Joe, if I just watch the record and stats, yeah. Brent Key single-handedly has changed Haynes King. Is that I, him or is it the offensive coordinator? Well, if you bring a kid in and you hire the staff below you, okay, yeah. he is responsible for hiring the staff and helping that kid be developed. That's what I'm trying to get here. Okay. Now, okay, I do think it's going to be an outright splattering, and I think George is going to win by 28-plus. All yeah. right. Your game. The Egg Bowl. I freaking love the Egg Bowl. Now, Lane Kiffin, and, and this is something that we're going to have to talk about in the non-playing portion of the year. Lane Kiffin is attempting to go for 10 wins in the regular season for the second time in his tenure at Ole Miss. By the way, in the other 100 years that Ole Miss has been playing football, Lane Kiffin's the only coach that's ever done that. I do think we're going to have to have a serious conversation about this, about Lane Kiffin and what this program actually is. Joe, I think they're a top 15 program every year now because mm -hmm. if you win two, 10 games in the regular season in two of the last three years – you need to be considered a really damn strong football team. Yeah. But this game, though, 
it doesn't matter what anybody's done. It doesn't matter that Zach Arnett got his West Coast ass fired, okay? Doesn't matter. What's so crazy about that is that the only reason that Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss is because Elijah Moore fake dog peed on a pylon. Remember, that was what got Mike uh, uh, Matt Luke fired at Ole yeah. Miss. This game is as heated and as dirty and as raunchy as any rivalry game. I am. Te- I, there is not a game I love every year having Thanksgiving leftovers, getting those Thanksgiving leftovers, and watching the Egg Bowl. It's Every a great year. pick. It's a great pick. It's always a really fun football game. It's one of those ones, too, where maybe you're distracted, you miss the first half, and then you flip it on. You're like, how is the score that? I also think that this year, there's a strange phenomenon when teams fire their coach, how the team plays the rest of the season. They play motivated. It's weird. It's really strange that there's this sudden spark because you got a guy that usually the, the locker room's not rallying around, and then suddenly they're like, okay, this guy's gone. We're playing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, if this if there's an upset in this this weekend, something crazy, I'd watch out for Mississippi State. They're going to get splattered. Uh, I do think it's going to be close early. Now, maybe it's not, but I do think that Lane wants to make a little bit of a statement here. Mm. I was listening to him last night on his radio show, and if I didn't know any better, dude, he wants this one really bad. I, I am not. Let me tell you this: I am not seen a more locked-in Lane Kiffin, arguably since Bama, since he was at since he was at Bama, like going for national title stuff. I was like, damn, Lane's locked in here. It's we'll see. For his new job. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so we'll see. What's your other one that you're that you're looking out for? Well, you you told me ahead of time that you wrote it down, and I actually wanted to talk about it, so I'm just going to bring it up. I don't mean to steal it from you, um, but NC State versus UNC is one that I don't oh, think is going to. I'm sorry. You see, you told me I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> you're so mine. I, you shouldn't have told me ahead. Actually, if you didn't tell me ahead of time, it wouldn't have been stealing because it would have been my second pick. Look, I, I think this game's not getting enough attention. Um, it's disappointing for UNC to be in this spot where they could go eight and four when everyone thought that they were in a position to go to the college football playoff at one point. This was the year Heisman Trophy, Drake May, blah, blah, blah. This is your last chance with Drake May. Drake May is probably going to be gone for the bowl game. And NC State's mm-hmm. building for next year. They got some good, nice young pieces. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the receiver that they have who's, who's really talented, the freshman receiver that they have. They've been doing some really good stuff. I, I wouldn't be shocked if NC State doesn't win this football game. Joe, I think NC State is the most n- unknown 8-3 and three team in the country. They are. Nobody, because let me tell you what happened. And it's when Notre Dame beat NC State. Now, remember – there was a guy who's about, you know, pushing 6'3", about 292 pounds. He has a beard. And I came out on the show and I said, hey, man, I know Notre Dame just won, but I really like – this NC State team plays pretty good. They're a pretty physical football team. And you're like, they're ass. And I'm like, oh. Wait, I didn't say that. No, you did the opposite. Don't, 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 oh. don't do this. Oh, no, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. I hyped up that win for Notre Dame, and because I said that, that this no. is the exact quote that you had. Make it you ready? Are you ready? Read it. Okay. Liar. I literally went and watched read, the episode read. last Go night ahead. and wrote this down. Okay, I, I can't make this up. Go ahead. I hate when you do that. Notre Dame has no business being pushed around at times by a very pathetic and low-level NC State team. I said that? Mm -hmm. Are you sure you didn't say that? So no. funny because it no, was there's my, no way I said that. My quote. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I remember that, that, that episode distinctively because I tried to hype up that victory for Notre Dame and said, <laughs> I knew you were pulling something. I knew that was coming. No, because I, I said that they put up a really good fight and that team's going to be better than everyone thinks that they are. It's interesting because NC State lost to Louisville. They almost beat them. Almost beat them 13 to 3. I mean, 13 to 10. Duke kind of got a little bit away from them, but they had some things going on in that game. I, you know, it, it was what it was. They're on a four game win streak, is NC State. They've been finding ways to win. Both teams are eight and three. But I just don't know if they have enough to overcome what Drake May and this offense can do. I. Don't I don't want to pick this game. I'm not going to pick this game because if you pick against NC State, there's a very high chance that they're going to upset the Tar Heels in this one. I, and you know what? I became an NC State fan. Let me tell you why. I felt bad for NC State. A couple of years ago, they had arguably the best baseball team in the country, the hottest baseball team in the country. Mm. And because of COVID, okay, they could not play for the national title. Yeah. And I think that they would have won. I think they need a little. I, I'm going to be rooting for NC State here. I got to. I, I think they. I think they win it. I think it's possible. Very possible. All right, my second and final game here before we get to picks. Hold on. You know what? We have a great drop for this one. You ready? We're back. I'll be coming out in this moment. Don't sleep on the Red Raiders. Do not do it. Texas Tech versus Texas. Tech is on a three-game uh, win streak. Joe, here's some – so I, I will admit where I'm wrong, and I'd never have a problem with that. Texas Tech was my sleeper team this year. I said that I think that they had the potential to be last year's TCU. They weren't. Mm. But they are on a three-game win streak. Here's something that's also interesting. Joe, they had three losses this year by one score or less. They've been highly competitive. They just have found ways to lose games instead of win them. Win them. The little the new quarterback at Texas Tech has kind of found some things for them offensively. And I don't like Texas in secondary. I think that this has upset alert all over it. I'm gonna I would take Texas, but this has upset alert for me this week. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Here's my only thing though, Blake. I there's potential for it. And I think this game is going to be a little closer than Texas fans would like for it to be. But I feel like we've been kind of trying to do this the past few weeks, trying to I, find a reason for them to lose. And I, they they found a way to close out. Joe, I think if they the lose, it's going to be in the Big Twelve Championship game. Joe, the pro can I tell you the problem with what you just said? What they almost have, and we have that's actually a good point. Maybe maybe you keep keeping it close, and then this is the where the water breaks. Yeah, at some look, let me tell you, 
at some point when you play when you play teams down when you play to a team's level like last week okay Joe I came out here last week and I said listen I think the Iowa State game is going to be within 10 points mm. yeah they won by 10 okay the week before we said a lot of the pretty much dude if there's a team that I feel like I know more about right now than anybody and have called exactly what's going to happen it's been Texas like, I, we have been spot on on the, uh, bullshit. Now, I just admitted where I was wrong with Texas Tech. If Now I'm going to give myself a little credit. I have had the Texas thermometer, okay, on the perfect gauge because I can tell the temperature of what that team, what's going on with that team. Mm. The, the BS. Don't sleep on the Red Raiders now. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right, you want to get to picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Joe. You lead by a freaking game. Now, this pick, oh, yeah. our picks, are always brought to you by our good friends over at Homefield Apparel. Use that promo code Rafino Joe for 15% off to uh of any purchase. Excuse me. So that's Rafino Joe, R-U-F-F-I-N-O, Rafino Joe for 15% off. Let's go on the left side of the screen here. Joe, this is where we obviously had the most disagreement. Let's get back to this Ohio State and Michigan game. I'm going with Ohio State. You are going with Michigan. Give me your final thoughts on the big rivalry. I just think at the end of the day, defensively, Michigan is just such a physical team up, up front. And I, I can't put stock in a team when I'm, I'm a little shaky on my confidence in their offensive line. I, I really believe that Michigan's defensive line is going to show up and they're going to make a statement. They're going to make a statement early. That's going to be the defining factor in this game is a big sack. Late in the game, uh, a forced fumble, big stop on third and short. It's going to come. It's going to happen in this game. J.J. McCarthy does not have a passing touchdown the last three weeks. I don't think they need it. I think they do. They're not going to – so listen, they're not going to be able to just run the football down Ohio State's throat to win the football game. They're not going to be able to just rely on – the running game to beat Ohio State. I think they'll be fine. I I I I think that they can if they need to throw the ball, they can. I understand JJ's been hurt. Don't read the comments. Well then, then that's a that's another problem. That if he's hurt, then that goes to the point of why I would pick Ohio State over them, which I am. I am taking Ohio State. Now listen to me. Ohio State fans, if and I am going to tell you this I have stuck up for you all year long. I put you as one of my four teams in the playoff. Now, Joe, I will admit, my four playoff teams, if you remember correctly, and I got ridiculed for it, Georgia, Florida State, LSU, and Ohio State. And if I remember correctly, everybody said, Blake, Ohio State's going 9-3. and three. Uh, I say, no, Chalk usually wins. Well, three of those teams are still in there, okay, in my playoff prediction. I'm just going to stay with what I believed and what my gut told me in the beginning of the year. I'm not going to go away from it. I'm going to stay with them. i got to tell you this. Everybody keeps telling me, oh, J.J. is more tested than McCord. Sure, he's he is more experienced. Tested, I don't know that. Because this kid has gone on the road against Notre Dame and had success. Joe, the throw that he made, all right? I, the, wait. Hold I on. Just okay. The throw that he made against Notre Dame – he, there are two, 
that's really can I tell you that that's really and truthfully the last time that people really paid attention to what he was to what he has become because against Penn State Joe what did he do against Penn State to win the football game they could not establish the running game so what did he do he goes well you know what I have this guy named Marvin Harrison Jr have you ever heard of him well I'm going to keep force feeding him the ball by the way Mbuka was out of that game out I think what I saw last week from the dudes on the outside at or meaning defensively the dudes on the boundary for Michigan defensively both of those corners if you're getting exposed by Maryland and Tagovailoa what makes me believe that Marvin Harrison Jr. They, can't go off they, they still Beat up on, but yes, they gave up some plays. They, but they won that. They, they won that football game because they got after Talia Tagovailoa. Kyle McCord is not near, not even close in the same hemisphere as elusive as Talia Tagovailoa. That is Talia Tagovailoa's best trait, and they rallied his ass and they brought him down. The Kyle McCord's not going anywhere. Is Kyle McCord's going to get sacked five plus times in this game. Telling you right now, five plus times. Book it. Write it down. Elks, you write that down too. Okay. Let me, you turn on the, let me flip that, that on you. Okay. Let me flip that on you. You ready? Why did Michigan get away from throwing the football against Penn State? They're at. But okay, here's the even biggest oh, part. Though. Everyone keeps wait, 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 wait. everyone keeps bringing up to answer. me that they can't pass block. Everyone keeps bringing that up to me. I, I don't think but, people are saying they can't pass block, but I do think that the best defense that they saw, the right side of that offensive line crumbled quicker than me when I see a brownie on a, on a, a warm brownie on the. Well, look at how many points that they put up when they said, "You know what? This isn't working. We're gonna just run the football." There's not that many teams the in the country that can do that. So the problem. They're the only team in the country that can do that, can say that we're just going to run the ball 15 straight times That's against bullshit. a good defensive Georgia line. Can do it. Okay, maybe Georgia. I, I, I think that, that that performance, when they needed to run the ball and pick up yards, that to me is proof that if J.J. plays like shit and if they get beat up and he gets sacked a couple of times, they can just flip the switch we're going to run the football downhill. We can't ignore the, what they did. They're not going to do that on Ohio State. They can't. They're not. Let me tell they're you. They're not mountains ahead. They're not like incredibly better than. Penn I didn't State's say that. I didn't line. say that they were. But what happened against Penn State? Eventually, that defense broke. Why? Because offensively, Drew Aller and that offense could not sustain first downs. Guess who can? I don't know. I don't think that that's a four. I haven't seen play from Kyle McCord to believe that he is going to play a consistent game. I still I still have a you bad have, taste in my mouth from the Wisconsin game. Opponent, you have a similar opponent in Penn State that they played against. What do you call and, the Wisconsin game, though? It was, it, that's not a similar opponent because Wisconsin's worse. He played like you're shit. Throwing one game that he had where he had two interceptions. He's but, done oh, this in multiple games, though. And I know that oh, J.J. Okay, hasn't been great, but we're acting like he's so game. steady and consistent. He's so not. If you're going to use the Wisconsin game, then you're going to also have to put – on the on his shoulders than him throwing a fade route in the back of the end zone in crunch time to win the football game. Look, look he can do oh, some nice. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, he could do some nice things. He's fine, but like we can't act like. I just don't think it's fair, and I know I don't think you're doing it deliberately, but it's something that keeps getting brought up. He's not better than JJ. Where did I ever say that he was? 
But one guy, had, if I would have told you, if I would have put you in a coma four weeks ago and I would I would just woken you up and I would have said, hey, at a Kyle McCord and J.J. McCarthy, one of those quarterbacks does not have a passing touchdown last three weeks, who would you have said? J.J. McCarthy, because one plays on a more run-centric team than the other. The other one has Marvin Harrison Jr. Woulda. One of them is that that would be insane to believe that Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca wouldn't have a, re you, a receiving touchdown. Do you really touchdown. believe that and you would have come in this show and said, that's bullshit, you're lying, that you would have said that them going up against Penn State on the road, if J.J. McCarthy doesn't have a passing touchdown, that they would win. You know that you're lying on that. I, I would say that that's not crazy because they I, – we're, we're, we're hanging on this game too much. We're recycling the whole debate from Monday. We're, we're, we're going to disagree. I will say this. If you're going to give McCord the Wisconsin interceptions, then what are you going to do with McCarthy and Bowling Green? That was at the beginning of the season. He played like shit. And I'm not just pinpointing just the Wisconsin game. He, Joe, that's the only games that he has interceptions in. I'm not just like sitting here pinpointing interceptions. He's going to throw a ton of interceptions. I'm just saying that I've seen games this year where he hasn't played great. And both of them have games where they haven't played great. So if we're coming into a game where two quarterbacks haven't played great and are very inconsistent, and both of them theoretically could play poorly because of the defensive lines that they're facing, I'm going to rely on the team with the offense, with the better offensive line that can run the ball more effectively. They don't have the better offensive line. All right, agree to disagree. I'll make a small little bet with you. Ready? What? I guarantee you, or I bet you, that, say his name again, you know how bad I am with names. JJ, TT, JJ. Thank you. I bet you he leads the game, the the team in or the game in sacks. I bet you he has two of them, and I bet you he's going to come off the right side of Michigan's offensive line. And he's going to get destroyed. I uh, I'm not going to take that bet because this is probably right. going to happen. Okay, just as much as you think McCord's going to get sacked, I think that JJ can, right. and especially if he's got a bum ankle, that means he can't run. which is bullshit. They say he's got a bum ankle. That's bullshit because the kid's been running the last three weeks. That's horse manure. I will say this that you're not giving enough credit on. Marvin Harrison and Abuka, I've seen Michigan against better wide receivers struggle on the boundary. I'm telling you, I, I don't. We'll Marvin see. Harrison going to go up with one hand. He's going to come down with Odell Beckham, that bitch. He's done that all year. We'll see. We'll see all if right. that's enough. Buckeyes, I, Joe, I swear to God, I have a Buckeye shirt. I got sent it from a Buckeye fan. I told you to wear it. You didn't wear it. I'm not wearing that. Oh. If Ohio State loses, I am burning it live on Facebook or YouTube or wherever. I'm going to burn it. I can't wait for that. All right. Auburn, Alabama. Well, Auburn versus Alabama, I should say. We're both going with Bama here. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, we're both going with the Rebs. We just got done talking about this game, Joe. Florida State and Florida, any one of those three that you want to uh, touch on before we go to the rest? No, I think that it's pretty clear where we're talking about here with those those two games, pretty kind of lopsided where Auburn not nearly as successful as Alabama this year will miss so much better than Mississippi State. Uh, and then we know my thoughts. I, I don't think that – I think that Florida State's going to continue to win. Uh, I think that they need this win badly. I think that the team is going to rally around him. They were able to throw him into the mix against a bad opponent, which was helpful. I, I think that they're going to really come and, and pick up uh, Tate Roadmaker and help win this game. 
Oregon, Oregon State, both of us going with the Ducks. Georgia, Georgia Tech, we're both going Georgia. Joe, a team that we have not talked about really at all this year, Kentucky at Louisville. Mm -hmm. Um, We're both going Louisville. Dude, I I am telling you, Louisville is a team that I love watching play. Now, I will admit, you told me last week that I convinced you to take Louisville and you were pissed off and they came back. I I was mostly joking. I was You were not joking. You were pissed. Well, I wasn't pissed. I was joking and it was was mostly like, why did I listen to you? Because now the Miami fans are going to come right back at me. I, I believe in them though this week. I, I don't think that Kentucky is it matches up well with Louisville. And I think I this is a good either. opportunity to, you know, add to the resume, say they will beat another SEC or beat a SEC team. It's a nice spot for them to to boost that resume. And look, they still have an outside chance to make the playoff. People don't believe in it. Possible. But it's highly possible that that can happen. One final thing on that game for me. Louisville likes to run the football, and I saw a really good defensive line last week in Maryland really stifle Louisville in the run game. Kentucky, Joe, is top eight in the country in run defense. If there's one thing, look, they are bad everywhere else, like really bad everywhere else. Go watch their D-line play. Dude, they are freaking really good. i got to give Stoops that. We're both taking Louisville, and then both of us are taking Texas here, Joe. Final thoughts on that one. Um, I could see this game being close. I just, I just think the Texas is going to win it. Uh, I think that there's too much on the line for them. If they lose, it's going to be in the Big Twelve Championship game. Brett Yermick or your check, your mark, uh, your mark. There you go. Um, the Big Twelve uh, Commissioner. Remember what he said in the beginning of the year in Big Twelve Media Days? Do you remember? I think I do. He remember he talked to he or maybe it wasn't at media days maybe it was at a Texas Tech thing he said I'm gonna be at that Texas Tech Texas game when it's the last regular season game for Texas and I hope he told he was talking to McGuire the head coach of Texas Tech he goes I hope y'all win that game I'm gonna tell you something that'd be great it would, it would not surprise me if there's some if favorable they, calls if some very favorable calls goes Texas Tech's way that would uh, be hilarious. I think that'd be no. You know what? It wouldn't. No, it wouldn't, because I am not in the camp of hosting. You know what I mean? Like fair, it's fair. But it would be funny. It would be funny, but at the same time, it would really piss me off. Yeah. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving, yourself included, Mister DeLeon. You too, Blake. We'll uh, we'll reconvene on Sunday. We will. Y'all have a good one. Have a good holiday. Peace.